Hello, and welcome to Real Estate and Then Some Radio Show. My name is Robert Dayton, and I am your host. This show is about real estate, business, and similar topics. This show is for anyone who may be interested in real estate. Maybe real estate investing, or maybe you just want to buy a house. Maybe you're a landlord, or you want to be a landlord. So, wannabe landlords or house buyers, listen up. I'm going to tell you my story today so that you will know that anyone can take up real estate investing if they're willing to learn and act on what they know. So, this is how I got into real estate. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my life today and how I started so that you'll know that you can also do it. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you've been through, anything like that. I had a good childhood. I grew up a missionary son in Central America. It was really a great childhood. And by American standards, we didn't have much. But by third world country standards, we were rich. Excuse me. <clears throat> Life was all about church and family. So we were as kids, my sister and I, we were in church like almost every day, right? We had camp meetings, revivals, Easter. I mean, at least three or four times a week, usually three times on Sunday. So, you know, we didn't have a lot, but um, we, we didn't have hot water sometimes, and we didn't have heat or air conditioning didn't really need heat too much. We were in the tropics. But air conditioning would have been nice, but you just get used to it. So I remember when we came stateside, about every couple of years, Dad would come stateside and bring us all to raise some money so we could go back. And we lived in a small rental or with another family. And um, I love being stateside. The USA is the greatest country to live in in the world. When you don't have McDonald's or you don't have some of the amenities that we we take for granted, it's um, you find out quick that the USA is a great place. God bless America. My dad, he he was a missionary and he had quite a legacy. He helped build over 150 churches in Nicaragua. But that's a whole other story. When I was in high school, we left Central America for a while and came back to the States and lived on the Texas border. So there I attended a small public, excuse me, private high school. And um, I met the love of my life, which is still my wife. And that's another story, too. I uh, got lucky and found somebody to put up with me for 40-plus years. That's a miracle in and of itself. But um, anyway, I didn't go to college when I got out of school. Money was tight. So I pumped gas, worked in factories. Worked as a mechanic. I was a transmission mechanic for a couple of years when I first got married. That's a tough job. But, you know, paid the bills. 
And, but I knew there might could be something better, so I kept trying to figure out what I could do. Somebody says, well, maybe you need to drive a truck. So I started thinking about that and looking around, and one day I answered an ad and talked to a guy that was looking for someone with a box truck to haul packages from warehouses to the airport, air cargo. And uh, he told me how much he paid by the package. And uh, fortunately, he had two really big accounts. He had a J.C. Penney warehouse and a General Motors warehouse. I was like, I am your man. I didn't have a truck, never really driven a truck. I knew how to do a lot of things. Growing up, I drove a lot of vehicles, but I'd never driven a truck. But I said, I'm your man. I, and I went out and got a loan from my father-in-law for 1800 bucks and bought a used piano truck with a lift gate on it. And it was a, it was a, like a little 15-foot box with a lift gate. And I began to haul packages. Get up about four in the morning, hit my first account. I'd load that truck, slam up, get every package I could because I was getting paid by the package. And I'd haul it to the airport and unload it, air cargo, etc. And I'd do that for 12, 14 hours a day. And now I was in the trucking business. I started out as a driver and then an owner-operator. Drove little trucks, big trucks, wide loads, long loads during my career. And I finally worked up to leadership and management. I was lucky. I had a guy, he liked the way I worked, he liked me, and he gave me a chance to be a supervisor on the dock at night. And I did that. And then... At one point, I was a vice president of operations, and I really was lucky because, remember, I didn't go to college. I didn't do any of that stuff that most people nowadays do. All the jobs I worked in trucking required 60 to 100 hours a week. When you're driving a truck, especially back then, we didn't have computers. It was a beeper and a payphone. And you worked as long as you could work, as long as you could keep your eyes open. And when I was in management, I worked 60 hours a week plus, and I was on call all the time. So I'm no stranger to hard work and never have been. And I'll have to say this, I get emotional. But for all you truckers out there, a tip of the hat, and a flash of the lights. We appreciate what you do. We'll be right back. Up early in the morning, waking that sun up. Filling that coffee, cranking that tractor up Praying it rains down on the devil's dust Them rolls come popping up in the sky There's a guy looking down on us Looking up our whole life 
the driveway picking that pretty thing up Just laying low where heaven and a dirt road touch Holding a cold one up in the sky There's a guy looking down on us Looking up our whole life Raised up right in a town nobody Robert Dayton. I've been telling a story about my story and how I grew up in my business life and how I got into real estate. This show's about real estate. So hang in there. We're going to start talking about that soon. But uh, I was in the trucking business and I worked 20 years in that business. I raised my family. And while I was in the trucking business, I bought a rental house right next door to me. That was my introduction to rental property. And the reason I bought the house, because it was on right beside my driveway. I live out in the country, and I live on what we call a flag lot. I live behind that house, uh, I don't know, probably a quarter of a mile behind it. But every time I drove out, I had to see the house. So I wanted to make sure I knew who lived there. And I want to make sure they kept the yard up and that kind of thing. So I talked to the guy that was living there and I said, hey, if you ever want to sell this house, you know, let me know. I live right back here. And of course, we were neighbors, so I got to know him. And um, in time, he came to me and says, hey, I'm going to move. You want to buy the house? I said, absolutely. And I paid his price. That's in our business, that's what you call an emotional buy. So I was emotionally attached to that property because I wanted to control who lived there and know who they were, make sure they were honest and make sure, you know, they weren't going to party till all into the night and keep the yard a mess and stuff like that. So I wanted to control that. That was an emotional buy for me. 
keep that in mind. We'll talk about that in oncoming shows, incoming shows in the future as to what an emotional buy is versus an actual real estate, real estate transaction where you take emotion out of the picture. So that was my first rental. While I was still in the trucking business, I, one night I couldn't sleep. And I watched a late night show with a guy named Carlton Sheets. This guy, he had a great show, you know, went on for an hour telling you how you could get rich and in real estate. And he said he could teach me to buy houses with no money down. And I didn't really have any money. I was working. I was making a living. I was paying the bills. I had raised my daughter. And fortunately, my wife and I were able to send her to college. But we, she had to go to, you know, tech school and then on to a school, a state school that wasn't too high in cost. And we kind of rubbed a lot of nickels together, keeping that rolling. So buying property or buying rental houses, which is really what I wanted to do, was kind of a pipe dream. I just didn't know how to do it. I already owed the bank money for the house I was living in, and I had this one rental. So I thought, well, I'm going to get this course. The guy wanted 200 bucks for his course, and I got it, and it was this, this, it was a big deal. You know, when it came in, it had all these cassette tapes and this workbook, and I was pretty jazzed, and I, I was pretty serious about it. I plugged the tapes in, and, I, and going to working back or wherever I would go, I would listen to the tapes, and then I'd fill out the workbook. And um, his methodologies were actually, you know, credible. They were, uh, at the time in particular, they, everything was a phone call. We didn't have social media. We didn't have email, everything was a phone call. You'd drive around and you'd find something and you'd look at ads and the wanted ads and you'd call them and ask them about the property. And, you know, you would, you would ask them if they would, uh, if they would own or finance the property for you. Uh, that was his, that was the number one thing. And, um, and over time, I, I became pretty good at that, and, and I bought some properties and still own properties that I, and, and actually bought really big properties where the owner financed those. So that was, that was a really valuable lesson, and lessons that I learned from him. But the second house that I bought, I wanted to practice his methodology, and I was really green, and I didn't have any money. And I bought another house with a credit card. And um, I wrote a blog about that a few years back. And shameless plug, you can find that blog and others on our website, housesandthensome.com. That's housesandthensome.com. We rent, buy, and sell houses, and we actually help people do that. But I bought that house with a credit card. And in the next show, I'll talk more about that, and we'll, we'll find out how to use some of those tools that he showed me how to use, and many more that I've learned in the last 20 years that I've been doing this. So anyway, now I own a couple of houses, 
couple of rental houses. And uh, at this point, my wife thought I was crazy because I was buying the, the second house I bought was a really old house. And we had to go over there and paint and put some carpet in it and fix it up, and, you know, actually do regular work, get your hands dirty. And um, so one day after my daughter graduated from college, I had just had enough of the trucking business and I just needed a fresh start. I thought I'm going to take a month off and um, they owed me a little bit of money. So I took that money and I took, took the month off and started thinking about what I wanted to do. And long story short, Everybody said, you need to get in the real estate business. And this was 2005. The market was similar to what we're experiencing now, where you could sell anything. And, um, but I didn't have a clue. But I had started out flipping houses and buying some more rentals. And I was doing work myself and I had a couple of guys and riding around in a pickup truck and, you know, big Big difference in working in an office and working for somebody else. So I had freedom, but one thing I had to do is I had to create cash flow and I had to create sales in order to eat, in order to pay my bills. I had had exposure to real estate and I was familiar with profit and loss statements and balance sheets and stuff that I'd learned managing trucking terminals and trucking companies. But I was no real estate guru. I just knew I wanted to work for myself and I wanted to figure out a business where I could do that, make a good living, and maybe eventually actually grow wealth for myself and my family. Now, since I started, I've gone to dozens of real estate seminars and read hundreds of real estate and business books to increase my knowledge and my education. And that's always a good thing, right? It doesn't matter what trade you are in or what you're doing. I mean, it's so easy to read now compared to the old days. You know, in the old days, you had to go find a book. You had to go pick it up, get it out of the library. Um, you had to you know, go to a book trade uh, store or something like that. And now you can get a Kindle, right? You can get a book for two ninety nine or four ninety nine, or yeah, you you can pay more. But if you if you shop around and you know what genre you like to read in, you can find the books that will teach you things. If you can get one idea out of a real estate seminar or really any seminar, one idea out of a book that's going to help you propel your business forward, it's worth your time reading that book. You need to set, if, you, if you're going to be a business person, and, and this is the entrepreneurial station, okay, if you're going to be a business person, you need to read you need to know that it's going to help you move your business forward because you're going to find the ideas that fit what you're doing and fit your way and your style, and you need to do that. Okay, I'm getting a little off track there, but um, 
going back to real estate, I went to real estate licensing school and I got my license to practice real estate in South Carolina, which is where, where I work and where I live. And that was very helpful, and I'll talk some more about that in a minute. Right now, we're going to take a break, listen to some music, and we'll be right back. I wouldn't mind being alone. I wouldn't keep checking my phone. Wouldn't take the long way home just to drive myself crazy I wouldn't be losing sleep Remembering everything Everything you said to me like I'm doing lately You, you wouldn't be all All that I want Baby, I could let go Robert and I am your host. So we've been talking about how to be 
where I came from and how I began to be a real estate investor and have a real estate investment business. So one of the things that I do, and I recommend if you're a business person or you want to be a business person or you just want to be an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, whatever you want, you're trying to do, that you belong to an association, a club, or something that has to do with your business, with your genre, whatever you're working on. I belong to a strong real estate investors club called Upstate Carolina Real Estate Investment Association, or UCREO. It's in Greenville, South Carolina, which is where I live, and I have a real estate business. And there, by the way, there's RIAs. If you're into real estate, there are real estate investment associations in pretty much every major city. And I'm sure there's one in Charlotte or Atlanta or wherever you're listening from. You can check it, go online, check it out, put in real estate investment association and the name of your town. And I'm sure you can find some, some meetup close to you. And I recommend that you connect with other real estate investors and with other people with the mindset that you have, whatever business you're in. It's not a solo journey, and, it's a, and you're learning every day. If you're paying attention in life, you're going to learn, right? You're paying attention, I don't care what it is. You listening to the radio, you're watching TV, you're on social media, if your intent is to make yourself better, then you're going to learn something every day, every day. And it's all about relationships. So get out there, find an association, um, whatever it is that you're doing, you're cutting hair, whatever you're doing, it's not a solo journey. Connect with those that have knowledge, that have other connections and experience because it's vital to your success as a real estate investor. So I just told you, if you were listening to the first couple of segments of the show, where I came from, and you know that I didn't have good old boy connections. I didn't grow up in the South. Uh, I didn't have college buddies. Um, but what I did have was persistence and confidence that I could do what I set out to do one way or another. Confidence comes from inside. The confidence comes from you just keep trying at whatever you're, you've set out to do. And I'm sure you know the saying that God will make a way. And if, uh, if it's a window or a door, we're going to get through it, right? I don't think I said that right, but you guys know what I mean. And with my knowledge, I started a real estate business. And through our business, me and my team have bought and sold hundreds of houses and contracts. And I'll talk some more about that in shows to come. Plus, we've signed thousands of leases over these last 17, 18 years that we've been in our business. And we rent a lot of houses. We help people buy and sell houses. If you have a college education, you can do this. And if you don't have a college education, you can do this. It's just probably going to be a little harder road sometimes. I wish, I can tell you, I wish so many times that I had a degree in business and that I had made all those connections that you can make in college. 
So I could walk in and I could say, hey, I used to be Clemson. I see that you're a Clemson grad. Let's talk. Let's see if we can connect and do some business. But I didn't go to Clemson. So now I just have to work a little harder than the other guy, right? And when your your feet hit the floor in the morning, you better be ready to run. But if I would have had some college, maybe it wouldn't. I wouldn't have made some of the mistakes that I've made in business and in life, but I have been blessed by God and I have a great family to, and I've been able to do what I do. So I just, it's, it's just a blessing to be here talking to you guys, but you have to set your mind to something. So whatever you're getting ready to do, whether it be real estate or something else, You have to be persistent. You have to hustle and continue to learn. Be the best you that you can be every day. So in the next show, we're going to talk about how to buy a house. Tell a story about how I bought a house. And then you you might want to buy an investment house or a house to live in. And just a reminder, if you need help renting, buying, or selling real estate in the upstate of South Carolina, give us a call. 864-395-6538 864-395-6538 or look us up on the web at housesandthensome.com So until next time, this is the Real Estate and Then Some radio show. May you and your family be richly blessed.